Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Tom Prince from WNY Athletics is here, Roger Weiss, and we are joined by Kyrie Demos, who now writes for the Niagara Gazette, former Lockport guy, and uh, invited him to come hang out with us this morning. Francis is out lounging and about and relaxing, enjoying himself <laughs> while, you know, we're sweating here hard at work, and okay. Anthony, you actually let a gentleman into the studio that's wearing a funny-looking baseball cap? Yeah, I'm not going to pick on him for that. AL East champs. That's right. They won the say. I can't you're say the man. anything. You the man. Hey, there we go. I know. can't say okay. anything. I get outnumbered here all the time hey. with that one. Hey. My hey, Reds finished ten games under 500. I still say it. <laughs> I think my Red Sox are playing, enough, uh, you know, Cayuga baseball or something like that. That's oh, man, oh, man. about that's about where they the level of play they've been this year. Seriously. Not hey. a good year. So baseball is. I've already crossed that off. It's over. Mm-hmm. I'm. They, they actually had a, a thing last night about the Red Sox that they're going to cut uh, money this year, and they want to get under the luxury tax. So there may be some changes coming to the Red Sox for next year. Who would have thought a year ago, <laughs> you know, looking at how great that team was last year to now, I mean, so many of the pieces are the same. Actually, you know? it's predictable because whenever they win the World Series, it seems like the next year they go completely bottom and just the way it is. That's true. That's <laughs> just the way it is. Life as a Red Sox fan. But, hey. <laughs> I got to enjoy four World Series titles. I can't complain. Right, absolutely. <laughs> if I could only experience it as a Bills fan, yeah, that'd be really something. <laughs> and we'll continue to wait on that one. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do this to me. Talk right. about barometers. Tomorrow's the barometer for the Bills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm nervous about this game. I just, you know. Obviously, past experience against the, the Patriots indicates or dictates that you know, for me to have a negative uh, outlook on it. But talking to a lot of people, they seem like the Bills can can do it. Here's the way I look at it. You have to get pressure on Brady up the middle. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, you take him out of his game, you have a, a chance. But if he has time back there, he'll pick the defense apart. Sure. As well as the defense has been playing, but you can only cover for so long. Those guys, and especially with Edelman, yeah. he's so quick in and out of his breaks. Mm-hmm. It'd be tough to uh, tough to contain, and and here's the thing: they have to play four quarters. Four quarters they have to put sure. four good quarters together. We haven't seen that yet, for sure. Edelman's got a chest injury. Question: Yeah, I know. So you wonder if that comes into play at all. I mean, a good one, good hit, and yeah. anything you know, especially him coming across the middle. Absolutely, anything's possible there. For sure, I think we just got to control the line of scrimmage. I mean, you know, the Pats have always just been a team that. You know, offensive line-wise protects Brady. And defensive line-wise, you know, they've always not necessarily had superstar pass rushers, but they've always been able to get to the quarterback. Yeah, they can put enough pressure on you to make you uncomfortable and make you do uh, different things. But uh, I have Edelman on my fantasy team. I kind of need some points. 
I'm the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I will can, sacrifice. Man. I'll take the loss if the Bills can come out a uh, uh, victor. I won't mind at all. So all obviously right. you're hoping for the over, not the under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the Bills put 50 on him, and then I'm all right. Hey, let, hey. The, let the pass get 42, all of them to Edelman. Then I'll be cool. All right, news and notes, guys. Uh, Cardinal O'Hara has a basketball clinic coming up. It is for boys grades 5th through the 8th. It'll be Friday, October 25th, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And Saturday, October 26th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Cost is $25. Every participant receives a reversible jersey. You can sign up. Uh, Tony Pulverenti posted this on our Facebook page. If you want to go there to find out more, you're more than welcome. Also, uh, the Niagara Wheat Field has announced its uh, next Athletic Wall of Fame, and we want to say congratulations to Karen Conti, who's an all-conference softball and soccer player, William Dixon Sr., multi-NFL league champion wrestling coach, Nathan George, all-Western New York football and baseball player, Jason Herman, five-time NFL League champion wrestler and football player, Jacob Kuszynski, all-state football, two-time New York State wrestling finalist, uh, Kristen Leckie, you remember her, Raj, uh, high school all-star in three sports and college all-star. And here's another familiar name, Byron Mulkey, all-Western York football player, current Niagara Field basketball points, record holder, Division One basketball player, and Jennifer Stoddard, state champion bowler. And Brian and Mulkey was also quarterback of the football team, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, correct. So, uh, you know, it seems like just yesterday that Mulkey and Lecky were still in high yeah. school, and People here we were, are. We were covering Anthony. They've been out long enough to be eligible to be inducted in their respective school's Hall of Fame. That's, That's scary. wild. <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely wild. All right, and now time for the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. If you would like to nominate a coach, you can go to livefit.com. This week's winner is Paul Bergio, head coach of Clarence Red Devils, for their big win over Lancaster. Very impressive win at that. So, uh, but there's going to be a but, and I'm going to get to that (laughs) in a second here. So uh, we'll we'll get uh, going with our scores. All right, Friday night action. Uh, You can catch out some of uh, the scores in today's Buffalo News or in the Niagara Gazette. Frontier over Hutch Tech, 28-26. And here's the butt. Jamestown beat Clarence 23 to 21. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Kemmer West beating Williamsville East 34 to 14. West Seneca West over Williamsville North 24 to 3. It was Hamburg 38. Niagara Weefield 8. McKinley all over North Tonawanda 62 to 6. South Park rolling West Seneca East 72 to 16. Amherst beating Kenmore East. Maybe that's why Francis skipped this morning. 41-34. to <laughs> Williamsville South over Grand Island in a close one, 25-24. Lakeshore over Luport, 28-22. Cheektowaga, 14. Pioneers, 7. East Aurora slash Holland, 41 to nothing over Roy Hart. It was Iroquois, 30. Merivale, 19. Dunkirk beating Medina, Lindaville, Barker in a close one, 8 to nothing. 
Olean beating Depew 20-3. Tonawanda over Alden 27-7. Wilson debuted their new turf field with a 20-6 win over Akron. Southwestern blanks Fredonia 42-0. Allegheny Limestone 42, Gowanda Pine Valley 12. We had Randolph uh, beating Section 6, Cuba Rushford 34-7. LaSalle of Ohio, 48-0 over St. Joe's. Portville blanking Salamanca, 52-0. Niagara Falls beating Section 5's Penfield, 31-0. Franklin, Evil Frank wins 40-12 over JFK. Eden North Collins, 20. Springville, 6. Those are your scores from last night. You know, we've talked so much in double A. Wow, it's so competitive. It's going to be anyone. We had Clarence with a big win over Lancaster, and then Jamestown goes, knock, knock, guess who's there? You know, and bam, they're right there. And Tom, you mentioned in the beginning of the year, you thought Jamestown was going to give people fits. Mm -hmm. They certainly are. Oh, yeah, and this is exactly the thing. What, what did I say? I said you looked early on in the season at the front three teams that I thought. Lancaster, Orchard Park, and Bennett, right, were your top three. Mm -hmm. Jamestown, Clarence, looking in. Of the three teams, who was going to have the hiccup? Well, the first hiccup came when Clarence beats uh, Lancaster, right? Mm -hmm. Now you got Jamestown, and Jamestown gives Bennett all it could handle in a double overtime game, right? Mm -hmm. So, so far we're seeing exactly what's happened uh, to come to fruition. Now becomes, what does Jamestown do against the Orchard Park against uh, uh, Lancaster, right? All those things that we're about to see them come to come into fruition. Mm -hmm. This is going to be all about seeding, mm -hmm. really, for these playoffs. Is where you're going to get the home games, in other words, to be able to finish this one out, especially in winter, coming long distance. Are you going to have to go to Jamestown? Mm -hmm. Is Jamestown going to come up here? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things still left to be played, and we start today Orchard Park versus Bennett, that's when we're going to see, is Orchard Park for real, and do they have the team to really go out and win the AA conference? Sure. We'll know today. Yeah. That's the good side about the uh, schedule, which I'm still against, having playing only seven weeks and having eight out of nine teams qualify for the playoffs. The positive coming out of that is because we have five teams and not four who are in the upper echelon, mm -hmm. at least one of those five teams, if they went in the way I thought they should have, would have been going to the funky ball. Now, the, fortunately last night, uh, Frontier had a 14 nothing lead against Hutch Tech. Hutch Tech came back and won that game. Had they lost that game... Hutch Tech and Lank and Lockport, mm -hmm. who do not play each other this year right. by a quirk in the scheduling, would have both probably finished 0-6 in the standings right. and would have had to use some silly tiebreaker to see who the eighth seed would have been. <sighs> yeah. So theoretically, an 0-6 team could win a state championship, For sure. theoretically. So like I say, the good thing is we're going to have five teams. Uh, and like uh, Tom says, whoever brings their A game uh, – and let's put it this way. Does anybody dispute the fact that in week eight, the game of the week for those playoffs will be the 4-5 game in Class AA? Oh, there will oh not be goodness. a better playoff game, especially when the quarterfinals can be, yeah. you know, one-sided from the high seeds and the low seeds. Yeah. Uh, no yeah, doubt from about a competitive it. Yeah, no standpoint, doubt about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you the one thing I, I, I want to talk about with Jamestown is 
the reason the unknown about Jamestown was you're bringing out a freshman quarterback in Trey Drake, right? Mm-hmm. So here's a kid who has not only lived up to the expectations so far, probably exceeding, and this kid's going to gain more and more confidence as this season goes on. Watch out. Jamestown's someone to reckon now for a couple years. For sure. And they got a quarterback right now to help them along the way. This kid, this kid has got the poise. This kid has got what it takes. Uh, he's also a multi-sport athlete. Mm-hmm. You know his dad down there is also the basketball coach. Yeah, I was AD. just going to say. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean this you kid. Mean can the play. only reason he's uh, playing quarterback is not because he's the AD son. Oh, that means <laughs> no, they can't. No, play. this kid's <laughs> legit. This kid is legit. <laughs> hey, yeah, I that know means Brad, he can probably shoot up no, the no, three yeah. in basketball. I know Ben I know Drake kidding, real but, well, yeah. and he knows I'm saying yeah. that. And just yeah. I think the world of Ben Drake and all well, that. So, but I had to throw in a little. You know what this tells you though is this a well coached football team. Oh, it always when you can develop a freshman quarterback like that there's some coaching going yeah. on because you're not coming out and doing it by yourself and, sure. and, so. and it doesn't ha- it definitely helps that you got a division one caliber athlete in savan van sickle right there yeah, helping you the along the way i mean this kid is the right real yeah. deal and everyone is starting to see it in western new york for sure bad injury last year kept him off the field mm. now you're seeing him play right. this kid goes both ways he is going to be unbelievable to deal with on that field. Jamestown is somebody you have to make sure you do not take lightly because they will win a game against you. The thing you. I like about AA this year is it really feels like it's an open um, class. This year, open division. Anybody, anybody who watches got to go get it. Anybody who wants it. I mean, even even you know, for some of the lower tier teams, I look at a team like Niagara Falls. They they even have a dangerous offense. They've been able to put up some numbers the last yeah, few weeks. Yeah, they were impressive last night. Yeah, very impressive last night. Um, Zion Page, I think, is one of the most underrated receivers in this area. You know, I mean, a, a deep threat guy that Justin Humphrey Goldsmith's been able to rely on throughout. But the, the thing season. with them is, is they have to minimize their mistakes. Absolutely, the turnovers and the penalties kill them. Mm-hmm. For sure, that that kills them. And defensively, I think they they've got one of the more talented units. But you know, like you said, it's just limited, limiting those mistakes because. You know, you see them putting up these numbers, but then, you know, you go back to their loss. Was it against Orchard Park a few weeks back? Yes. Um, you know, that was a game in Lancaster. Just, it's so sloppy and things like that. You know, can they show and prove that they can come to come to the table against those big programs, those Orchard Parks, those those Jamestowns, you know what I mean? So they've got to continue to prove that later on in the season. Yeah, beating the, the teams on the lower half, mm-hmm. it's, it's now it's time to beat the teams on the upper half and, and pulling an upset. That's what's going to get them some respect. And until that happens, it's not it's not going to be that way. For sure. My mistake, Anthony, it was against Lancaster. Uh, Orchard yeah. Park is one of the teams that the it was Falls last week. does yeah. not have to okay. play. Yeah, so play they got a break on that. Okay. But yeah. yeah, they actually they now I feel you like know they what? looked out there. Is it a break? Because I'll tell you, Niagara Falls has upset Orchard Park the last couple of years. They have. They somehow got a number right there, so it may they may look at that as a bad thing, not as a good yeah, thing. Yeah, and even For if sure. they don't win, they've taken them to overtime. Uh, they've played them very, very yeah. well the last couple of years. Yeah. And the reason for that is there's some great skilled players like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. With a lot of speed, and especially when you get to the outside with a lot of speed. For sure. What you're going to watch for Orchard Park today mm-hmm. is watch, because they're going to, DJ Perry is going to be the kid you're going to be looking for, go for to sure. the outside. Mm-hmm. And then 
the kid that you're going to now watch in defense that we've talked about in the preseason, haven't heard a lot about yet, you're going to hear about him in this game, Mike Pataki. Watch okay. out. The defensive linebacker will make a statement in this game because he's got the speed to get to the outside to do something and stop some of that run. And OP has a very good offensive line from what I'm, I'm being uh, One of the told. bigger offensive oh, yeah. lines back to the old – I mean, they're not the big 300-bound guys right. that we talked about in the past – but a bigger offensive line than what you see there, led by Matthew Baska. This kid's a great kid, I'll tell you. Um, Brandon, and, um, oh, God, I think you can't see me. But, yeah, you're right. They're, yeah, there's they're they're, there's some really good ball players. This is going to yeah. be a game. This should. I won't be surprised if it comes down to the last possession, but I'll tell you this right now. This is a game where... Like we said, look at Orchard Park has put up the most points so far early this season. Mm-hmm. Now South Park's challenging that with their 70 points there. Right. But at, going into this week, they were. For sure. The question is now, are they really that elite team that we've seen? Because mm-hmm. if they could put that kind of points up against Bennett, yeah. watch out. They could actually be the team to be if they prove it today. For sure, yeah. I got to see them play against Lockport a few weeks back. And, you know, they, they definitely remind me of some of the older Orchard Park teams, not necessarily, you know, with a dominant running game, but, you know, just being able to rely on a strong offensive line, you know, a quarterback that was smart and made good good decisions. And, you know, they were, they were I'm not necessarily saying they have a, a, a deep skill group that scares you over the top or anything like that, but at the same time, too, they, they've got enough pieces where, you know, they, they're just going to continue to put pressure because they'll they have, grind on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. They'll wear you down, and that, that wears, wears you out over time. You but, know? but Jack Sharp is – legit this he year. Is legit. I mean, you're talking about I want to say he doesn't even have 15 incompletions on the season. Man. Wow. So far is what I want to say. Yeah, it's that, that wow. close. It's like right at 15. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. The numbers he's putting up is unbelievable. He's got a wide receiver core that we probably haven't seen in Orchard Park since uh, Ben Jackson. Man, since when no, I was, a, ben, when I there was, was a year that that had Cozio, Lasardo, a couple of those guys back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a really good receiving core that made it to the uh, past the stadium to the regionals and lost to Aquinas in okay. a really good game out there. That's probably the last time they had that type of receiving core. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, though, with Orchard Park, though, their uh, their three wins are against teams that are combined two and nine. So oh. in the last four weeks. Then it's, uh, they have Hutch Tech, but then they have, I believe, what? Uh, they have Lancaster, Lancaster in week next, six. I want to say it's next week they have Lancaster, don't they? Uh, no, I thought it was check. week no. six. Yeah, I think it's week six. I think Lancaster. I, mean, I, I have it right in front of me. Uh, Orchard Park. Uh, Lancaster Bennett, Bennett, Bennett is next week. Hutch Tech next week. Lancaster week six. Jamestown week seven. Okay. So that's uh, other than Hutch Tech, they're running a gauntlet. Yeah, for sure. Oh, no doubt. Like, this is this is the week. This is, like I said, the barometer. We don't know anything about them. Mm. They haven't played anybody. I get it. This is the barometer week that you're going to see something. But I'll tell you what we've seen on paper. They've got the team to compete. For sure. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, take a look at some of the other games that went on last night as well as games going on today. You are listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Kelleger, along with Tom Prince. And we have Kari Demos and and Roger Weiss. I'm tired. <laughs> my head is still on my. You know what it is? I I have a game right after this, and I'm already thinking defense and you know what packages I'm going to use this and that. Uh, so we got a game at Star Point, which by the way I want to thank the uh, the folks at Pendleton Little League who we played today. We were out there, or I was out there Tuesday night. Uh, NASA had its big event with uh, USA football, which was tremendous. Mm-hmm. And anybody heard our interview uh, last week with. Uh, uh, with Ryland, it was fantastic. Got to meet him at the event. It was great talking mm-hmm. a lot about you know things that uh, problems in youth sports. What's causing kids to stay away? We had great conversations. Had a good time uh, talking with the staffs at Pendleton. Of course, thank you to Star Point for hosting the event. So I'm headed there after this for my game, and I've just been informed they have chowder. Ooh. Oh, oh come on, man! <laughs> How am I supposed to focus? Hey, that's hey. the, the victory uh, meal. Excuse me, Anthony, but being Boston Red Sox guy, you're supposed to say they chowder. have chowder. Chowder. They have chowder today. <laughs> what chowder, kind of chowder. Red Sox guy is he? I mean, Kyrie, give me a break. I where where do you get you. this guy from? Oh, tell I'm you. sorry. <laughs> My head is just absolutely scrambled. Like I said, oh, I'm, I'm worrying about this game and what we have to do. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday to Derek Kramer, our producer today. Happy birthday. DK, uh, Roger, get you something nice next week or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, All right, guys, let's get back to talking about the games from last night. And we were talking a lot about Double A, but uh, A competitive as well and shaping up to be a lot of fun. I want to give a quick shout while we're talking A before I forget. Uh, Amherst uh, with their win last night. Does the name Nick O'Neill mean anything to you? It's familiar. Coach, uh, girls basketball coach at O'Hara. Oh yeah. <laughs> well. There's a young man named Nick O'Neill that was involved in all, out of the six touchdowns, he was involved in uh, uh, six. Six. (laughs) Between passing, receiving, returning, intercepting, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout, especially uh, how well his dad treats me at Cardinal O'Hare and that. So congratulations to young Nick O'Neill. Well, uh, we'll let him get by despite that. That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Why you guys treat him special is... A complete mystery to me. L- listen, you got to talk about South Park, right? No, <laughs> offensive scoring like, machine. Like, uh, They've scored more points than anybody else in Section Six so far. And and, the, and they're um. Let me see. I'm going to take a look. Listen, I, Hepburn at quarterback right now has to be one of the top. We we were talking about it. I I, I think we've got four front runners right now for the Conley Cup. You've got to count Hepburn as one of those people that are Just one of based the front on numbers runners right sure. now. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing a great job. You add Jack Sharp into the mix there. 
you add Savon Van Sickle into the mix there. Mm-hmm. You also add Joe Carlson into the mix there from Starpoint. Sure. I think those are your front runners. I'm not saying there aren't other great kids out there. Right. I think those are the early front runners. And I'll tell you, every time we do this about week four, saying there's front runners, I'll tell you, there are going to be four more names we're going to add in the mix. Yep. And then don't count out too. Because we haven't heard a lot about him, Ritz at St. Francis yes, is another one. Absolutely. He, once we start seeing him play Canisius and Joe's yep. and that, you're going to add his name into the mix very soon, Sue. And this is For something sure. I forgot to mention. Uh, you know, mentioning Starpoint, I spoke with uh, Al Cavanero yeah. Tuesday, and he told me he will be stepping down at the end of this season. Yeah, he will be. And uh, Tim Racy is going to take over. Mm-hmm. He said it'll be a smooth transition. Oh, and, yeah. So that kind of shocked me, but uh, that actually, says I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's not surprising because I went to high school with with Al's um, children with Allie. I thought you were going to say you went to high school with Al. He's in his sixties. <laughs> yeah, when I was negative forty years old. Um, but no, yeah, I went to high school with his children, and you know, just now that they're done, well, Allie's out of school now. Johnny, I'm not sure exactly what his deal is, but you know, just seeing. How things have progressed over the last couple of years, you know, you can tell Coach Racy's doing a lot more. And I really like what Starpoint's done with their staff, you know, with Coach Bauman as the OC. He's a great um, guy. Great guy, great guy. Um, Coach Mulvey, who I actually have some family ties there. My, Billy Aquino, Nate Butel. Yeah, all, all of those guys. All doing guys. great job. My man, Nate. And it's really like, it, it almost feels like a college staff where, you know, Coach Cav is really like the face of the program the overseer of everything, obviously still doing stuff day to day, but he's really letting his coordinators, his assistants. Well, he's doing, you know, and this is a discussion I've had with people over the years many times. The head coach is your CEO. Yep. He delegates authority. Mm-hmm. And and coaches like Al, they do a great job with that. Mm-hmm. Everybody understands the role. Your coaching staff has to know its role. Everybody, okay, I'm the coordinator. I'm going to call the plays. Mm-hmm. My position coach is going to teach technique. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. For sure. And you know it's crazy i i just want to stop for a second and to just acknowledge this to think back especially 10 years ago um when i was a freshman in high school to think to now look at what star points program has become i mean they really are one of the biggest or one of the yeah one of the biggest threats in class a you know especially the last handful of years obviously aaron chase was a big part of that but i mean carson marcus is just taking over nicely for for the guy and you know having a guy like joe carlson and you know jake dean still running things on the defensive end and you know i just feel like they they as a program they are really truly showing you know when you really put the time and energy to building great facilities and trying to get those new and infusing new staff in um that really just goes to show how how you can really improve your program in a short order yeah, Take absolutely. a look. Stock star points going what way? Mm. Lockport's been the one that's been the, How the crazy one. Is and that? It's almost like star points benefiting from some of the stuff that's happened in Lockport. Yeah. It's been opposite directions. For sure. I do love what Lockport's trying to do right now. Right. They're building the facilities, they're doing the right things to keep the kids there. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that we see Lockport go do start the upward trajectory just like star point has done and what sure. you see a lot too is if, if the community doesn't feel that the program their high school program is doing the right thing or isn't going in the right direction mm-hmm. they're sending their kids elsewhere man just look at kanisha's alone um kenyatta houston a few years ago tyler baker now mir muhammad now um mixon so, mixon uh um, Kadri Olison. Kadri Olison. I mean, the, the the list is just unbelievable. You know, the amount of kids who 
could have stayed in their public schools, but you know they they wanted a better opportunity for themselves, and you can't blame them. You know, especially. I talk to kids; they're, they're going to Star Point. You know, uh, they want to go to you know wherever they want to go. People want to be part of a winning program. They want to be, you know, look. If my kid's going to play uh, high school ball, I want to put him in, in a, with with somebody who I respect or somebody who I think can do a good job with him. Yeah. And and I think that's what we're we're seeing a lot. We talk so much about oh, people treating high school like free agency. Well, this is one of the I reasons mean, why it is, and especially in this area, because you know, let's. Face it, we're not, we're not, this isn't Texas football, this isn't Florida football, this isn't Georgia football. You know, we gotta, our kids have to do, have to be that much more um, extraordinary. They gotta stand out that much more if they wanna get to the next level. So, you know, to see a kid like Malik Brooks last year who, you know, set all these records, but he's doing this on a one and eight football team. Imagine if he was playing for a Canisius, a St. Joe's, a, you know, a bigger program. He, I mean, you never know. He could have ended up at a, um, a, a power five school. So. Could have also been on that Conley Cup uh, uh, finalist. There's a lot of things there. Yeah. And you bring up those. We're not even what Ohio is. Right. Look at what Ohio schools have come in and done some against our top programs, <laughs> I was right? Just gonna say you look at St. Well, Francis, you look at oh St. Joe's. Joe's what showing out last it right? just shows how strong that competition is versus here locally. I mean, yeah. St. Joe's plays Bennett, which to me is a top five program right now Absolutely. in Western New York. And does a and, number on them. And does a number on them. Right. So what does that say for this competition that we're playing is we still got a ways to go to catch up. We're doing the right things to get there. Yeah. We've got a lot of great coaches in place. Sure. We've got a lot of single athletes that are doing real well, yeah. but we still got to look to take it to the next level. For sure. I mean, we're not even New Jersey necessarily yep. either. You know, So you really just hope to see you know, these kids – Try to continue to take these next steps, and the coaches, like you said, too, because yep. it starts from the top down. Okay, yep. well, are we you familiar to? with uh, uh, Point's defense? I am familiar with their defense, for and sure. And because we're gonna, they're they're gonna be tested next week. You know, with the seventy-two points that Star Point, or that, excuse me, South Park put up last night, they are averaging fifty points a game. Well, you, they have scored two hundred points in four games. Now, if they if they get caught looking ahead, they might get challenged today because if is it was is it Lucas the quarterback for Sweet Home? Uh, who was injured um, in week three because he suffered a concussion during week two. Now, if, if if they overlook the Panthers today and Lucas is back, then they might have some problems themselves there because, I mean, I, I watched him in the scrimmage. Um, I watched him against, uh, it was, uh, I believe it was Williamsville East and a few other schools too. He is definitely one of the more dynamic quarterbacks, just as a true dual threat, because he can he can sling it, but he's got legs too. You know, I, I think Star Point needs. This is a real trap game. You know, mm-hmm. this is a team that you know over over history, Sweet Home has has been you know one of the biggest problems for Star Point's program. And I know and, and there's been some great teams that have come great. through with Sweet Home for that. Right. But I think what you're going to have to watch today is can Sweet Home's defense for sure stop the offensive power of what Star Point's been bringing. Exactly. That I think is the bigger question because even in a shootout, mm-hmm. right, even if he does put up 30, 40 points, right. can they stop Star Point from putting up 50 points then is right. what it is. And that's the thing. And you know, Biggest I, thing I'm worried about today from, from a Star Point point of view is will they be looking ahead to South Park and not concentrating on the game today? Exactly. And that's where Coach Cabanero has got to make sure, hey, South Park's not until next week. Right. Take care of business at Sweet Home. Mm-hmm. Then we'll worry about South Park. For sure. Big game. You know, you're on the road. You know, I mean, it's, it's just a perfect scenario for them to – have a letdown. Well, you look at it, it's a veteran coaching staff, and you're, they're not going to let that happen. They're going to have their focus on 
today, come Monday or tomorrow morning, if they you know some uh, teams get together and break down film, mm. then they'll start looking at it. But I wouldn't look at them overlooking. You know, I think you, they'll be focused today, and it's going to be a lot of. They fun. won't do it consciously, but sometimes it's subconscious, Anthony. For sure, because yeah. you look at it as, hey, yeah, you know, we get to, through this week, then hey, we got an even bigger one next week. You know, it's just natural. It's, it's just natural, especially when you think that you're that much better than what the other team is out there. For sure. You know, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'd like to talk a little bit about the game I went to, which was Southwestern sure. Fredonia. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, hands down, I will find it hard to believe that someone's going to be able to compete with Southwestern this season. They're, rolling. They're that legit. Yep. They've got a running back, Tawan Wright. Mm-hmm. This kid's the real deal. Running back as well as linebacker. Had a big interception in the game to boot. Ran the ball all over the place. You could see the gaps. The field uh, field reminds me a little bit of Lancaster. You know that crown field mm-hmm. that's yeah. out there? But there are a lot of um, lot, lot of divots and stuff out in this field. You mm-hmm. can see sometimes he caught the wrong divot. But, man, when he made some cuts, he was unbelievable mm-hmm. to watch. This kid's going to be the real deal to watch. And then you got Aiden Kennedy that had touchdowns all over the place. Two touchdowns to Dom Serto. Two touchdowns to Garrett Swan. Um, this kid is the real deal as far as uh, passing the ball. Mm-hmm. I really think that this is going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, their their line play is real good. This mm-hmm. is a total team that made a statement here against a 2-1 team in Fernonia mm-hmm. and uh, really made a statement. Fredonia has a player, uh, Jake Skinner, mm-hmm. that I thought was the standout for Fredonia in that game. Yeah. Uh, he defensively is definitely the stud at linebacker, uh, Jake Skinner. And then you also looked at him. He goes to like a slot receiver, mm. uh, tight end build is what he is. And he made one really great catch in the game, but really didn't get a chance to touch the ball much from the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Their big highlight was Dom Gullo, who took a, a kick return back to, I think it was about the 19-yard line. Okay. Then added on a penalty to it, which brought it to the nine-yard line. They're at the nine-yard line, first and goal. Southwestern shuts them completely down. They don't even score in the nine-yard line. Shows you how good this defense is to For boot. Sure. Now, is Gullo the son, the son of a baseball, <laughs> baseball coach? They're all, they're all connected down oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I know it's very familiar I've name. always asked that. You guys, know, a lot of people know I run the Southtowns Travel League, and I've had Fredonia in the league. They are phenomenal, the, these programs that sure. are down there. And I think every team that's ever come through has got a Gullo on it. So that's, <laughs> it seems that's like that like way. The, the name down in Fernonia is Gullo, and they're all connected in one okay, way or so the other. Okay, so every other name is Gullo. <laughs> it's like the Swans did, in Southwestern, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a did, I detect, did I detect a negative uh, attitude towards that? Gorgeous facility down at Fredonia. <laughs> Listen. That's football. I'm sorry. That's I'm gonna the tell football you. I remember. I love that place. You gotta look you from a standpoint of people watching a game, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, the biggest game I've seen so far, Kenesha St. Joe's, hand Ooh. down. What and what a crowd! It was yeah. finally great to see a crowd here in Western New York. It's fun. Oh yeah. But I'll tell you, last night the Fredonia Southwest, there was a crowd there. This place was jammed. Is Let what me it tell was. you something. Fredonia follows their football yes. team so and their sports Southwest. teams very well. Southwest, Southwest, Southwest for, yes. for an away side was great. Yeah. And I will say this. Yes, the field down in the Orange Bowl, they call it, isn't one of the best fields. But I will say this. It is one of the best entrances for a team tell, ever in West yeah. New York. This, tell us about it. So it's an old school in Fredonia, their, oh, their, their previous school that was there. It's on the top of a hill. And you actually come down a dirt path 
through the woods to mm-hmm. the field. Mm-hmm. And you come down, when you come down as a team and you march two by two or you're coming down one as ones, it is daunting. It looks, looks <laughs> awesome when you come down that hill. It really is one of the best entrances. Tom, why wouldn't OP do that instead of their dressing room? If they come right from the school through the trees down that path and all that, they could do the same thing. It, it, but but it's just you got to see this hill. I mean, oh, it, like I've been there. Like, the hill a is just you can't mimic that hill. In right. fact, I was talking to one of the parents uh, before the game, and he was telling me, "You don't understand." That this is one of why we've won so many cross country championships. This is why we've done so well with our football teams. You don't know how many people ran that hill right there. To be able to get in shape. I, I get it. I get it. All right, guys, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll preview some of today's games. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at eleven o'clock, and the Sabers at four o'clock right here on WGR Sports Radio five fifty. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports and then a Sports Talk Saturday before we get back to the games. One thing that I forgot to bring up with you guys in my uh, meeting with USA Football and NASA on Tuesday night at Starpoint, and one of the great things that we talked about, and this, this blew my mind, did you know that right now more kids are playing flag football than tackle football? And several states, get this, and tell me if you guys would support this, several states are pushing forward with uh, girls flag football at the high school level. I think it's great. I think it's I great like too. It. I like it. I I think I talk about this. I think about this all the time. Like, if I ever have a son or children, they're gonna start out with flag football. Well, that's anything. what USA is 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 really pushing for, and that's one of the things that uh, we went over on Tuesdays. How does how do you know you? get kids in you start them out with that flag football mm-hmm. and what they're doing which is really smart is they'll split the field you know at the peewee level mm-hmm. where the kids just starting out in equipment they'll have half the field because they only play half field mm-hmm. so they'll put them on one half and put the flag football on on the other mm-hmm. and the flag football kids are able to watch the other uh, the tackle kids right. while that's going on and seeing that you know what i can make that transition i could do that and that they feel is going to help uh, grow the game but just the fact that more people were playing flag then uh, traditional tackle football blew my mind away. I met a young lady last night at uh, Iroquois. Uh, her name is uh, Jessica Kowalski. In the old country, we say Kowalski. Mm-hmm. She's playing JV football at Iroquois, and she's not a place kicker. Well, how about number 55, Sally Watson, uh, CSP, who Second plays year. down for them. Yeah, on that uh, championship great, team a year ago. Great young woman, uh, but plays for uh, CSP. That's pretty cool. She's a student at Panama, by the way, out of the CSP, and she also plays uh, basketball. Cool. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Maybe that's something that uh, New York State will take a look at in, uh, in letting the girls play uh, flag football. I know a lot of girls that would have loved to have played and do well with it, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. Anthony, quickly, I just want to say uh, last night, I was, as I said, I was at Iroquois. Does anybody disagree that one of the biggest disappointments this year is Maryvale football? <sighs> I thought they might have... I thought this was going to be their year. I really did. Listen, you got a quarterback in Connor Desiderio there, and it just seems like they had the lead here in this Iroquois game. They had the lead at one point in this game. So it was obviously some of the defensive side of the ball that is where they lost it. But um, and some penalties too, yeah. and that, and it's the same thing. In fact, I heard the same thing at the Cheektowaga game, the Cheektowaga Pioneer. Yeah. Just penalty after penalty after penalty. Think about it. that was a seven-six game going in towards the end of the game where Cheektowaga came out on top. Right. 
Pioneer again. It's watch a good out. Win for Great line. Another big win for Cheektawaga. Mm-hmm. Look out for East Aurora. I've been telling you, East yep. Aurora is a team to watch yeah. out for. Uh, they could be that team that's going to upset people along the way. And a team that we've got to give some love to right now, Franklinville, Ellicottville, what you've done against CSP this week. You are making some serious noise. You're being recognized no in doubt, that D no class. Doubt. That is going to be a great final because you've got to look at CSP and Franklinville. Ellicottville will be in a rematch in the finals. Sure. But, I mean, they didn't just win the game. Wasn't it 24-6 to six or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah. They well, Listen, yeah. they apparently have – the size and that mentality, that scrappy mentality that we're going to go out there and we're going to do anything it takes to win a game. But they've been competitive the last several years, haven't they? Absolutely, yes. And I'll tell you, CSP knew they were going to have a dogfight going into that game also. Two years ago, they they moved them up to Class C. Now they're back down to Class D and all that. Uh, And and to me, it was the wrong year to move them up to Class C because when all the guys on that really good team graduated. That was Brock. That was when Brock Brock, was there. Mm -hmm. Finalist for the Conley. Um, I forgot to mention this. Um, I wanted to bounce this off you. Um, you talked a little bit about Southwestern, uh, a team that they're going to most likely, if things keep panning out the way that they do, uh, if they, they'll play at, um, at New Era, would be uh, Wilson. Yeah, no um, doubt. And, and C North, just because of how, especially with how big last night's game was, not just because of the win, you know, now they're undefeated in, the, in their league, but they knocked Adam Meets uh, or Austin. Um, I believe it's yeah Adam Meets. Um, they knocked him out first possession, and you could just tell that from there that just was a trickle down yeah. effect for Akron. And Adam, the the quarterback with Akron, is yeah. where we're talking about right there. But that and again, that's hard to see. Then really, what we did, I mean, great defense. You got to look at for Wilson, right? Yeah. But the quarterback goes down early in the game, mm-hmm. so we don't get to see the full game of what it would, would you like to yeah. see. But you got to give Wilson credit. Right. You did what you needed to do to go out and win the game. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who have not been to Wilson, that field is unbelievable. Oh, it's it is one of the nicest fields in Western New York. That's so cool. The setting up there is unbelievable. Yeah. You got to give Wilson their credit because that's a huge win over Akron. I don't care what happens, you got to give them credit. For sure. And it was so Bingo. cool. They were able to open up last night. Um, like that was their first time playing on the field. And you could just tell the energy that the crowd brought and just the whole community was excited. Um, the thing I like about Wilson is they, they play real complimentary football. Good defense. You it's know, technically sound. Technically it's well sound. coached. They're not the biggest team. No, you, not they, the most they're not, they're not thick. They're not big. I think 220 is like the biggest one. That's number yeah. four. Oh, uh, defensive Lef- end. He might be the best player in all among amongst all sc- small school players. He is so right difficult now. to block from his defensive end position. He's able to get around. He's rangy. He's he makes plays. He's smart. And then you put him on offense, and he's going to go up and get the ball. He's a, he's good for at least you know a twenty five yard reception every week. I mean, he's done this every week now. And and Coach Atlas's son at quarterback is doing a great job managing that team. He and his dad are both on the same level, and the way in watching them communicate is amazing. Mm-hmm. This kid's turned the ball over one time all season long, and. You know, everybody talks about Stephen Frerichs and what he did last year. Obviously, great dual-threat quarterback, but Bobby Atlas is playing smart, efficient football. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you can't – you can't one turnover in four weeks, I mean, you, I mean, you can't the, ask much better for your quarterback. The only concern I have with Wilson is their numbers. They only have 23, I believe, on, on the roster where injuries could be a problem. Uh, they're going to have to stay healthy if they want to get all the way to the stadium. For sure. Raj? 
I was just going to say, we were talking about that receiver. Mm. How do you defend that guy other than pass interference? Oh, man. I'm, that, that's Jump ball. Team. I'm surprised that, you know. And he that, can run the screen, by the way. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But in that game again, I was at the game when they played at JFK. Mm. And uh, how are you going to stop a guy like this? And if he's 25, 30 yards downfield, just tackle him. Take the 15-yard penalty instead of the 25-yard completion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, good stuff there. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. And, uh, you know, Kyrie, I want to thank you very much for coming in today, spending some time with us. Hope you can do it again. Absolutely. Uh, absolute yeah, pleasure. Good job with that Yankee head, even. Yeah. He's got to hey, go there. there. Why go. does he got to go there? Uh, <laughs> DK, happy birthday to you again. Uh, hope you have a great day. Sports Talk Saturday follows us. Sabres at 4 o'clock. And then tomorrow, let's go, Bills. Let's shock the NFL. Hey. Pull off this win. Put Brady on his dupa for, sure. for good. All right, guys. We'll talk. <laughs> Talk to you next week. I'm headed to Star Point to go coach some football. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.